Okay, Hanukkah, tough shin pay dalad. Okay, Shpizoicha. The question is, why do we light the menorah at night time? There's going to be a bunch of other questions. Why do we light the menorah at night? Okay. We want to also ask, what's the connection between Hanukkah and Torah Shabbat Peh? Another question we want to ask is, what's closer to Hashem? Torah Shabbat or Torah Shabbat Peh? I want to ask, what's with the Cheta Egel? Yeah. Why did Moshe grind up? Why did Moshe grind it up and get the Hevra to drink it? What's the Indian of Paroi? Not wanting people to know that he needs to go to the bathroom. Yeah, then there's this really weird Gomorrah in Chulim we're going to look at as well. What's the Kesha between this world and smoke? Ashan. This world is called Oilam Shana Nefesh. Yeah, which is the, that means, um, that Oilam Shana Nefesh is, uh, is Rosh Hashanah, is Ashan, meaning, meaning um, smoke. What's the Kesha between this world and smoke? And for anybody who's who's breast of here, why is it written on the front of all the breasts of Ephraim? Everyone knows that that little that it's from uh Sikhasaran, I think they take it's uh my fire will burn until Biasa Mashiach. Okay. So you light the, the Ne'er Hanukkah at night time, yeah? Um, and the, the Gemur and Chulin says, the shrug of the my honey, my, my honey. What, what, does a, what does a candle, how, how much does a candle help you in the afternoon? Yeah? And Rashi says, shrug of the a candle, um, a candle uh, in the afternoon. Ne'er b'tzaharayim e'nomeir. A, a a candle in the afternoon doesn't doesn't shine. Aina Meir doesn't doesn't illuminate. We're gonna understand why that why that is, but Okay, so they were, we could, there's many things here we could spend a whole share on for sure. But I hope people are gonna understand. We're gonna say things quite quickly and get to the point. Um the Toshval pair. Which came first? Which one's higher? Which one's closer to Shem? So the Torah is called black fire on white fire. What's the black fire? What's the white fire? Obviously, the Torah is the black fire. The Torah is the white fire. The, the first letter of the Torah is a base. Yeah, so if everybody, if anyone knows about Sophros, you'll see, I actually have it drawn out here, I think, oh yeah, does everyone see this, see this pay, do you see that pay, do you see that there's a base, a white base inside the pay, I didn't, I didn't make the pay black, but you can see there's a white base, can everyone see that? Yeah. Yeah. Inside every inside every pay in a safer Torah is a white base. Inside every black pay is a white base. Which means 
outside every black base is a white pay. Oh, interesting. Right. Yitzi, you look confused. You got that? Yeah. Outside every black pay on the outside is the base. Out, no, 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 no. On the outside of every, in, in the, in the, in the middle of every black pay is a white base. Which Show the picture again. Outside of every black base is a white pay. So what comes before a base is an aleph. But an aleph bemilui is aleph lamad pay. So the Torah begins with the peh Hashem. He spoke everything into being. So pay is peh, is a mouth. That's Hashem's peh. But it's the final letter of the ois aleph. Because that's really what comes before the base, the Aleph, that's Hashem. Torah Shbechsav is the Boi Nishroilim. Slicha, Torah Shbal Peh is the Boi Nishroilim himself, Mamash. It's called Torah Shbaal Peh. Why is it not just called Torah Shbepeh? Like Torah Shbechsav. Torah Shbechsav, yeah? Torah that is in writing. Why is it not called Torah Shbepeh? that's in the pair. Why is it Baal pair that's in on the pair? Why? Because we say Zoisa Torah Sheh Samoisha Lifnei Bnei Israel Al Pi Hashem. The Torah Shabbat is Al Pi Hashem Biad Moisha. It's on the mouth of Shem, the mouth of Hashem Biad Moisha. So what's above the mouth is the mind. The mind is above the mouth. That's the Torah Shabbat Peh. It's really what it's all about. That's the Rabbonishroidim. That's where it's at. So now we think the Torah Shabbat Peh is the Mishnayas and the, and the Gomorrah. And no, because that's written down. You can't write down the Torah Shabbat Peh. If you could, you wouldn't call it Torah Shabbat Peh. Why would it be called Torah Shabbat Peh? Just, oh, just now it's... Balpeh, but we're going to write it down. You can't write down Torah Balpeh because Torah Balpeh is the Rabbonus the, the, the It's it's like this. You've got, you've got, I sent this to Gabriel the, just, just a couple of days ago, that if you have, you see, learn the Rambam. I'm learning Hilkas uh, Kedushin right now, uh, like your Kedushin. And he goes through endless examples of if the guy does it like this, he says, like this, he says it like that, he's there, she's there with a shliach, without a shliach, with his father there, with a neder, without a neder, kasuba, without kasuba, on endless different options, yeah? And for every option he gives, you could break that down into endless different options. It's like between number one and two and three and four, inside each number is endless numbers. It's exactly what it is. So what is it? It's like you've got a guy, let's say you've got a you've got a businessman, yeah, who cares dearly about time. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about headache. He doesn't care. All he cares about is time. That's all he cares about, yeah? Now you've got another businessman who all he cares about is headache. He just doesn't want any headache. He doesn't care about time. He doesn't care about money. He just doesn't want any headache, yeah? They've both got personal assistants who are absolutely 
Imagine how different the kinds of decisions these assistants are going to be making for these CEOs. Everything's going to be different when they're arranging an air, when they're arranging a flight to do this, when they're arranging a, a speaking tour, it will look different. When they're arranging to get them a car, when they're arranging to plan their holiday, everything's going to look different. You with me? It's the, the man who's coming out through the details. So, so this is this this bloom when I heard this for the first time it blew my head off. This is the the uh, the 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 the, the basic way that we've always understood Chochmah and Bina is that you put a seed in the ground and the seed grows into a tree. Yeah? That's like Pasha Pasha. The ground is like the womb and the seed is is what grows. Yeah? But the, the Rebbe says it, completely, it says it the completely opposite way. He says, really, it's like the ground, inside the ground is the potential for every single kind of tree. Apples tree, orange apples, oranges, lemons, esrogium, figs, whatever. Every inside the ground is the potential for every single tree. You put a seed in the ground, that's like a filter. And the ground grows through the seed. And the seed stops it. This is an apple seed, for example. Yeah. It's a seed of an apple tree. That apple tree seed blocks all the other potential trees that, that that ground could have grown into, and it's the ground expressing its apple tree-ness through the seed. You hear that? That's like, thing flips everything on its head. That's the relationship of Torsha Balper to Torsha Bichsav. Torsha Balper is the ore. It's an ore poshut. That that grows through the oasis of the Torah Just like that apple tree, the apple seed, yeah? It blocked out all the other trees and it allowed the ground that had infinite potential to become an apple tree. That's exactly how the Torah works with the Torah The Torah is awe. It's an awe poshut. It's what soin of hochmosoi mamush and or poshut, and it grows through the oasis of the Torah Shabbosav. Everyone's with me. Yeah, that is the kesha between Torah Shabbat and Ne'er Hanukkah. It's just or Torah Shabbat is just or. It's not Mishnayas, it's not Gemara, it's not Kabbalah, it's not, it's, that, that's, it's, ex, that's its expression of what it is, but it's the Reboi Nishloilam. The Goyim also have Torah Shabbosav. The Goyim also have Torah Shabbosav. And they've got the Shot and Shrin Gemaras as well, because that's not the Oral Torah. The Oral Torah you get from your Rebbe. That's why it's Torah Shabbal Peh, and that's why it's called Shimush Tamadech Chachomim Loshen Tashmish. They're Mazria. They give you the awe. They're, they're Mazria. The Talmud Hochum, the man who's 
the 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 shamish really it's funny it's the shamish of the uh <laughs> the shamish on the menorah who's the highest one the, the the highest candle yeah he's just there for the he's just there to light up the other candles that's his whole job that's the job of the rebbe is to bring the oil of the masur of the torah of pair to the talmidim and the talmidim then become the rebbe's and that's called masura but that's what's being handed down from Rebbe to Talmud. That's why it's called Shimushe Talmudechachomim from Russian Tashmish, because it's a, a din of Zriya. Or Zerul Tzadik, Biduk the Indian, or Zerul Tzadik. So that's the Rosh Okay. I need to read you a little bit from the Oitzvah Chaim. Arizal. Okay, this is the very beginning of Sefer Oitzvah's Chaim from the Arizal Shahi Igulim, the gate of circles. Okay. This is the beginning of the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, we're going from this is the whole first Chalik of the Oitzvah's Chaim. He's going to explain the formation from. Um, I asked already Machila from the Bonshloim if I shouldn't be doing this, but I hope it's it's helpful for people. So, um, okay, it says we're just going to read a few lines, but okay, that no, Kitachilas a coil before everything, the beginning of everything, higher Kohamatsias or Pashut. The whole Matsias was just an or Pashut, simple light. It's called There was not any empty space, and no empty air space. The whole thing was called just or. That was it. When it went up, in his simple rotson, to, to emanate emanations for a reason that is known. Which is to be called etc. Because if there isn't a world with someone to be Makabu Rachmim, how can it be called Rachim? And all the names. This is what we want to get to here. And then, therefore, he was Matsamsaim himself in the middle of this or from a, a central point. Amtsiz Shaboy, the middle of this whole thing, what that, whatever that means. The Sham Tsimsem Atzmai Elat Stadim, he moved himself to the sides. Vasvivus Venisha Chalabain Taim, and to the around area. Venisha Chalabain Taim, and it ended up a Chalal in the middle. This was the initial symptom of the of the original emanator. This this empty space 
was round. And it was equal from every side. That everything's going to be in this halal. And the or ein soif surrounded it from all the sides. And it ended up this little, em- not about little, but an empty space. I don't think it's shy to space at this point. I'm not sure about that. No one knows what that really means. But anyway, everyone gets the idea. Yeah, that's the initial Simpson in the words of the Ariza, in the words of Rahim Vital and the Shema Rizal. So we've got Or Ein Soif. The Oitus Chaim begins with Or Ein Soif. Doesn't begin with Ein Soif. We don't say anything about Ein Soif. We speak about Or Ein Soif. That the Chalal, in which all of reality takes place, Happen inside the or ein soif. What's what's the difference between ein soif and or ein soif? Ein soif has no need for the world. Ein soif, there's nothing to say. There's it's it's the tachlis shlemus without any. There's nothing to say. One thing you can say is that it's not or, because the or Ein Soif was an, an illumination from the Ein Soif, whatever that meant. So you, the one thing you can say about the Ein Soif is, is it's not or. It's not or. Or came second. From the or Ein Soif came the Ratzon to create the world. So it's a paradox, because, well, the or ein soif came from the ein soif, so but but it's a paradox. We can't we can't talk about that for sure. But the rutsun to create the world came from the or ein soif. The ein soif was content as it was, no need to do anything, to go anywhere, to start anything, no projects, no no need. I'm cool. I'm just sitting here, happy with myself. No need for anything. That's Ein Soif. Or Ein Soif now is already the Hispastus. There's now desire. There's now desire. There's now Ratzon. You with me? Well, is that the two parts? Is that the two parts of Kesser? The Onig and the Ratzon? The Onig is the pleasure that Hashem yeah. experienced in himself, which yeah. led to the Ratzon. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's, yeah. Let, let's not say that, though, but you're right. You are right. Let's not say that, but, but yeah, that that the yeah the or the or insight is where the where the rutson for the bria came from. Insight was just content as it is. So insight is not an inion of his pastus. It's not an union of going out. It's actually the opposite. It's the union of just being. I'm, I just am. I don't need to be. I don't need to be. I don't need to go. I'm just, I am. That's enough. That's a bechina of constriction, contraction, self-containment. So it comes out 
that it was the it was the midah, so to speak, of the Ein Soif that created the halal in the or Ein Soif, meaning the very essence of the essence of the essence of who Hashem is, is more kashur to the halal than he is to the or. Did everyone get what I just said there? We said the difference between Ein Soif and Or Ein Soif is that the Or Ein Soif is, is going out, is moving, is, is expansion. It fills everything. The Ein Soif doesn't do that. The Ein Soif is happy in itself. No need for creation, Bechlau. That's a level of containment. So the Halala Panui, the actual Halal, is more similar to the essence of the Creator than it is to the All. The actual Halal itself, the Tsimtsum itself, is more Halig than the or than what was Mutsunsam. You with me? You have a question? Sure. The end self is infinite. There's no end to it. So how can we put a label of containment or contentment you, if there's no end? Exactly. You, you, the, this, the point is, it's Ein Soif. Ein and Soif. We just... It's just, we can't, it's just negation. It's just negative. We can't say there's nothing. Or Ein Soif, that's already something that we're, so when you say, you, when we always talk about it, the basic thing we always talk about is we're always talking about Or Ein Soif. That's why the Arizal begins with Or Ein Soif. We never talk about Ein Soif because there's nothing to talk about. It's Ein Soif. It's not that it's just endless, it's iron and it's safe. It's it's there's there's nothing to talk about. But the, the point is that it's not expanding, it's not doing something, it's not going anywhere. That's the Bukhina of Simpson. So so it comes out like this. You remember the whole Indian of Nahamadi Kasufa? That Hashem created the world, and then because we were just receiving and we weren't able to do anything, the Ramchal talks about it, that he had to, uh, the, the whole Shira Sakalim happened and all the whole thing, so that we could earn our reward, because otherwise we were just getting bread of a shame, because we were like embarrassed because we were just getting these freebies, yeah? So really, that's the, the, the opposite of Hashem. I'll be the oymek of the thing is Hashem is the giver and we were receiving. So when it comes to Ruchnius, your level of closeness to something is dependent on your similarity to it. Like two malachim who've got the same job is one malach. And if one malach has two jobs, he's two malachim. It's to do with similarity. Yeah, because there's no space. So, so when Hashem was giving and we were receiving, 
that was Nahama de Kasufa. We, we, we were, seen, it was bread of shame. We felt so far from God because we were completely opposite of him. He was Mashpia, we were Makabul. How much more different does it get than that? You with me? Let me ask you a question now. Hashem is what's called uh, He's like a, an existence that is. Why? Just is. He just is. He's not dependent on anything. He's not dependent. He's not a dependent existence. Everything else is called a Matsyas Efshari, which means a dependent existence. We depend on the Rabbonu Shalom. Hmm? We depend on God. So you've got Hashem, who's called and then you've got all everything else, which is called Efshari Hamatsias. It's a dependent reality. Now let me ask you a question. When you go out of this world and you start going up into the higher worlds, they start becoming progressively transparent to the creator more and more transparent until we get to Atsilas, which is like just a, a clear glass completely transparent but every level you keep going up it becomes more and more transparent in the Olam of Yitzira yeah Hashem is or even we're in the bottom of Asiya so in even the higher levels of Asiya we start to become aware of God in Olam Yitzira, you become very, very, very aware of God. In Olam Abriya, you're overwhelmed by God. You can't not notice God. In Olam Atsias, you can't even go into Olam Atsias because there is only God. Yeah? So the worlds become progressively transparent, meaning that they show you that they are dependent on him. When you go into the world of Yitzira, you know that this world is dependent on God. You go into the world of Bria, you know for sure this world is dependent on God, etc. Yeah? How godlike is that? How similar to God is that? These worlds basically claim I am not real and God is real. That's the opposite of God. Okay. The Midas of the higher worlds are actually opposite. God doesn't in any way say I'm dependent on something else. Only the higher worlds say I'm dependent on something else. That's very different to God. Whereas in this world, yeah, this world says I am not dependent on anything else. That's what this world says. Look at look at the look at the the wall in front of you. Look at the look at your steering wheel wherever you're sitting. Look at this world around you. Everything looks back at you and says, "Yeah, I am. I am. I was yesterday. I am today, and I'm going to be tomorrow. And I'm not dependent on anything." That is very very godlike. That's why in this world there's what's called Elohim Achirim other gods this world is so godly it's so godly so this is what Ravmana said to me he said that 
the in our generation this insane egocentricity that's overtaken us unlike any other generation yeah where we all feel that we're the point of existence go back a hundred years a couple of hundred years and everybody was very except for like you know two people in the country everybody was very clear that this world was not about them at all they were just a pawn in the game they were just a victim of of the of the nobility of the kings and the and the and the emperors and the and the and the uh, governors etc yeah not in our generation we all think we're god so that's what Rav Manis said he said when the Rebbeinu finally reveals himself we're going to have a point of reference we're going to be able to turn around and say ah, now I get it I thought I was god but now I see. I I I had a musag of what God was. I just mistaken myself for for Him, but now I got it. Now I understand. Whereas if we didn't have any sense of independent reality, then it would be a very distant concept. You with me? Okay. So the. We, we've got that clear. So let, let's just, just to summarize it very, very quickly is basically this world, because of its egocentricity, because of its apparent independence, is actually <coughs> very godly. In fact, it's more godly than the higher, more refined levels, because it's actually godlike. It declares its own independence, its own dependent, its own independent reality. So there's a Gemara in Chulin that says like this. Amalafanov is really worth sticking with this because it will it will transform our Hanukkah if we if we stick with this. I'm just gonna go until I go. So if you need to drop out, just drop out, it's fine. No, no offense will be taken. Okay. Amalafanov a bonishloilum. Oh, sorry, it's a Gemoy Numa, not in Chulin. That was the, that was the about the shraga. That was about the candor in the evening. Sorry, a Gemoy Chulin. It's a Numa. Says Dom the Amar Rabbi Levi. The Amar Rabbi Levi. Mipnei Ma Ein Koyle Shal Adam Nishma Biyoyim Gedeir Shnishma Belaila. Why isn't the voice of a man heard in the day like it is at night? And the Gemara goes on, Mipnei Galgal Chama, because of the, listen to how abstract this is, <laughs> how mystical. Mipnei Galgal Chama, the sphere of the sun, Shemanaseb Rukia, it kind of like scratches against the, the, the Rukia. Kachara Shemanaseb Arazim, like, like the plane of a, of a, of a carpenter on wood. In the daytime, some kind of holy sphere is scratching against some kind of other heaven, just like a carpenter scratches and sands down a piece of wood. And that's why you can't hear a voice in the day when you can hear it better at night, because that's not happening. And this is the point now. Loi Shmei. 
the Hirga the Yom Hirga is sawdust. So it's called Hirga the Yom. And its name, this sawdust of the day, Hirga the Yom, its name is called Loi, Lamad Aleph. No, not. The name of this sawdust is called No. So Rashi over there says like this, the high Hirga Loishme, that this sawdust, its name is called No. Loi, No. The high, the high, this Pesolus and Asuris, who near Amud Shochama the Yoma Mamush. You're in your house, yeah, it's the morning, the sun's streaming in. Yeah, you don't see it. But if there's sawdust in the air, yeah, you see the shards of light coming into the house. You with me? This is this thing called the Chirgad Yoma, and its name is called Loi. Its name is No. No. And Rashi says, again on the duff, he says, Loi Shemei, his name is No, Kishemoi. Loshan iron. It's like iron. It's not. Anyone here's where we're going with this? So, so this sawdust that has a kind of mamashas to it, it's the sawdust that allows you to see the sun. Otherwise, the sun is streaming in through the window. You don't know that. When there's sawdust in the air, now you see those shards of light. You're absolutely aware of the sunlight. What else does it? Smoke. The other day, we're in. I was in the in the in the front room with my son learning, and it's in the morning. The sun, My wife had just made an omelet for one of the kids, and all of a sudden, you see these shards of light because the house was filled with smoke, and there was shards of light coming through. The light was always there. It was just made visible because of the smoke. Just like it's made visible because of the sawdust. What's more halig? Light or smoke or sawdust? What's less physical? The light. But you see it through the sawdust. You, you see it through the smoke. Everyone's with me? Okay. So... Let's now try and answer all these questions. I think we've got enough. We've got enough information to answer the questions now. What's the Indian with the Chetah Eagle? And why did Moshe grind it up? After Shem gave us the Torah, the Or HaTorah, Doiraisa, the Or, yeah, we went and made the Eagle. Eagle is Loshan Egel, circle. That's the Indian of the of the of the Halala Panui, what we just learned about. The Egel that Hashem made, Shah Egulim. That halal is called a circle. That's the that's the the tzimtzum. So what does Hashem do? What does Moshe do? He takes the Egel and he grinds it into dust. He takes the physicality of this world and he breaks it down into dust. 
that is what the Torah needs to be visible. The light needs the dust. It needs the physicality, but not not as a when it's when it's when it's as it is as a single as a dove goosh as a as a solid object. It blocks the light completely, completely. But once it gets ground down into dust, then it actually reveals the light. Mamash. So that was the Chet Eagle. Why was it that Paro was trying to show the Chevra that he didn't go to the bathroom? Because Paro was such a Balgaiva that he was miscoving to Ein Soif. He confused himself for Ein Soif, not or Ein Soif, like a regular Balgaiva. A regular Balgaiva wants to own everything and go out and expand, yeah? Paro was so deep that he was trying to emulate Ein Soif. I don't even need to go to the bathroom. No hispastas whatsoever. You with me? The deepest, deepest Kleeper Mamash. Monday, you said that the lowest creature is the one that consumes but doesn't excrete. And that's why, the, exactly, that's why the highest is represented in the lowest. The very, very highest level, which is not wanting to go out. Ein Soif, instead of all Ein Soif, that is mirrored, Zel in the lowest of all levels, Machnis Ein which is exactly the Indian of Paroi, or at least he wanted to be that. So now, Why is this world called smoke? Can you do as we've just explained now? Because it's through this world that you see the ore. Without smoke, without oilam shana nefesh, without without the physicality, there can't be the the physicality is much more godly than ruchnius because ruchnius says, "I'm a nivra. I got created. Look, you look through me and you see God." Physicality says, I didn't get created. I, me, that's very godly. That's mamash godly. But you need to take it and you need to either grind it up or burn it. It can't, as it is, as physicality, yeah, it blocks God Lagamre, much less holy than the higher world. But once you burn it, turn it into smoke, or you crush it, you grind it and turn it into dust, yeah, then we see the or mamush. That's mamush godly. And that's why Rabbi Nachman says in the front of the Svarim, it says, Eish Sheli, Tukad Adbiyas Mashiach. The Eish Sheli, not Eish, not my Eish, the Eish of Sheli, the Eish of the ego, is being burned. Tukad is loshing to burn a Korban. Until Biasa Mashiach, that's our avoider, is burning up the burning up the physicality. The the ushan is what is what Hashem reveals himself through. That makes Hashem visible, like the sawdust. And now we understand why you light near Hanukkah in the evening. Why? This is absolutely mind-blowing. Is that you have a cup is made a a, a nair is made of a kois and of shemen and of a psila of a wick and it needs it needs air 
yeah? It burns the air, it burns the shemen, doesn't burn the cup. It also burns the pasilla, it also burns the wick as well. It also burns the wick as well. All of those things are getting burned up. But the cup, which is transparent, isn't getting burned up. That just stays there. It's just a means to an end. All the higher Ruchnius worlds are all means to an end. What's the end? This world. This is the end. So the cup stays as it is. The Shemen is getting burned. The Basila, the wick is getting burned. The Avir is getting burned. But you know what else is getting burned? The Choyshech is getting burned. The Choyshech is fuel for the fire. That's why a candle doesn't burn brightly in the day, because it's lacking Choyshech. Choyshech is like the oil. It's, it's a more intrinsic part of the candle than the oil mamush. It's not, it's actually, it's, it's delek for the candle. It's not like with a mazgan. When you turn on the mazgan, yeah, the cold air pushes away the hot air. When you turn on a light, the light transforms the darkness into light. It actually becomes light. That's exactly the same way as the, as the sun shining through the sawdust or shining through the light. And that's how we fill the Halala Panui. The Halala Panui, which is the empty place of the physicality, as it is, doesn't show Hashem. But the light's pouring in there, like the light is pouring into your 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 salon, your salon um, window in in the uh, in the day. But when we take the the gashmius of the world, and we break it down, we burn it up. Then what's left? That that gashmius that has been broken down is dafka where the revelation of the Rabboni Shalom is. And that's why we light the candle in the evening, because we're actually burning the darkness. And you could say, Olpi uh, Schok maybe, that after, after Hanukkah, the days start getting longer, because we just all burned up a whole bunch of darkness. <laughs> the Seder. Okay, we should be zeichet to lift the gechanaka bezvat Hashem. Thank you, Rav. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Chazak uh, Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, you don't have to do this, but it's really kedai to do a, just a quick summary at the end of the shir. Just, just if you could just recap. I'll do that now, very quickly, if you want. If you got another minute, it's good for the tape anyway. He said that Ruchnius is actually much more distant to God than Gashmius because Ruchnius shows you that it is a dependent reality, whereas Gashmius says, I'm an independent reality, which is what God is. So, in truth, Gashmius is much more godly than Ruchnius. For the past few years, I've always been saying that Gashmius and Ruchnius is the same thing. And we're just here to serve Hashem. But that's not the chid. The chiddush is that, that Gashmius is actually much more godly than Ruchnius. 
but we have to transform it. We have to break it down. We have to break it down because as it is, as an actual gaseous, yeah, then it just blocks out the light. It blocks out the it blocks out the abomasholem. But when we actually break it down oh. to its component parts, or we burn it up into smoke, then the light of the abonasholem can actually shine through it, and it's and it's it's a greater, a much greater revelation than any of the higher any of the higher worlds, and that's why the cup of the candle is the only thing that isn't isn't used up. The glass clay that is Maramas to Ruchnius is the only thing that remains from the candle. Everything else It doesn't become Ruchnius. It doesn't become Ruchnius. Not that it doesn't it doesn't become godly. Because Ruchnius is just uh -huh. a means to an end. All of the higher world It doesn't become mitzvah. It's not it's not a half mitzvah, it's just a Kaili to hold the mitzvah. And the real mitzvah is always in Gashmius. So so, first of all, is that your Kiddush on the Gemara and Chulin? Uh, well, kind of. No, I, I said, well, I'm going to just stop recording. <laughs>